Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. An unforgettable summer. I would call summer 2022, when England won the Women's Euros, the summer of love. The sun was shining, people were happy, times were good. An incredible team. It was an unbelievable month for football for us and I think the team was was a really special group. Basking in a home tournament. I think walking out at Old Trafford, that was pretty special. I remember turning to the girls and saying, imagine being the men and walking out of this crowd two, three times a week. Aiming to be the European champions. Innovative, wonderful, deadly. England are going to the final. And change the landscape of women's football forever. I think not just for young girls, but for young boys to be able to see women's football is massive. I think it it kind of learns them to respect and respect the women's sport when when they can see us on TV from a young age. Listen, we're not going anywhere, we're still here. The 2022 Lionesses were ready to roar. We won and the whole country and the whole nation went absolutely mental. Everyone coming together to enjoy the beautiful game. Sometimes after tournaments in the past, you see there's all this media interest and kind of you see it on Twitter, Instagram, and then it dies off again. But I don't feel like with this one it will. We came into it as hosts, as favourites. We've dealt with it the whole way through. We've loved every single second, and now that history is forever. We've just written our names, immortalised everybody. People talk to me, it's, it's really nice hearing them. They're really proud and very appreciative, and they thank me for bringing, for bringing it home. Her side have just smashed through the glass ceiling to be the first England senior team to win a major trophy since the men's team won the World Cup in 66. There were some noisy old men talking about how they wouldn't be watching it. You know, women can't play football, all that nonsense. They definitely missed out on something very special. I'm Shabana Hearn and over the next hour we'll be reflecting on a magnificent year for women's football as the Lionesses ended the 56 years of heart as they were crowned at European champions. You're going to hear from those who featured in the tournament and those who watched in awe as football finally came home. You're listening to History Makers, the 2022 Lionesses on TalkSport. The England football team has often been associated with words such as disappointment, pain, hurt. The list could go on and on. But this summer, the Lionesses had an opportunity to change the narrative, to make a statement on home turf. A squad of 23 players who could shape the future of women's football in this country. There was expectation growing on the shoulders of this squad, as captain Leah Williamson explains. I think everybody knows we're capable of it, and I think that people have really have, have had great seasons, you know, come off the back of great seasons and had a lot of success themselves. And I think that when you come together and the competitiveness is this high, that's the best thing. We sort of said a couple of times in the team, you don't want to play because the other person's bad, you want to play because the person next to you is is good but you're better kind of thing and I think that is maybe special about this team, the competitiveness, the depth and what we can all do together, yeah. With the Euros being played on home turf, there was added importance with the tournament seen as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Here's Lioness defender Lucy Bronze. For the players and the girls who played in Canada um, in 2015, I think that was a moment where we realised that it can change what it looks like back home. So to be doing it at home, to have this opportunity to play in a tournament where we can inspire so many people in country. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for all of us. So there was expectation and the team were seen as the favourites to go all the way. But why? Despite the team going 14 games unbeaten, the Lionesses hadn't reached a final since 2009. 
And former Lioness Leanne Sanderson felt the team wasn't as good as people were making out. I think this squad is better than the one that I was in, and I don't think it is. And that's not just because I was there. I didn't really play much in the 2015 World Cup, going into that tournament, playing every minute of every game. But I look at the squad and I think there's more eyes and there's more media coverage on the women's game now. But it doesn't necessarily mean the squad is better. I think sometimes you have to relieve that pressure a little bit. The girls have everything at their disposal now. There's no excuses that can be made. England may have had a fresher, younger squad now than the team who went so close in Finland back in 2009. But there was a stark difference and it was in the dugout. They had a proven winner on and off the pitch who was ready to make history herself. From The Hague to the bright lights of London, her name was Serena Wiegmann. I'm very delighted and very honoured that I'll become the manager of the England team from 2021. Serena's come in and chose violence. And you know what? I'm here for it. They played with so much freedom and for so many years with England, it was like a painting by numbers. She always carries herself with class, with humour. She's got a lovely spirit about her. She also has that gravitas that makes you want to listen to her as well. You know, her level of communication is so high. She's obviously come into this England team and really stamped her authority really early doors. You knew she was the leader. Obviously, she's played the game as well for a number of years. She's won the Euros already, so I think she's a fantastic woman. Nobody really wants to criticise her for anything. How many England managers, or any manager, does nobody want to criticise? Because she clearly knows better than the rest of us. The excitement at her appointment back in August 2020 would increase even further as the tournament approached and she looked to make history as the first manager to win back-to-back European Championships with two different countries. Serena Wiegmann recalls her first training session with the Lionesses and how she was impressed. The fundament of this team was there. There's so much quality in this team and so much willingness to do well. So... Like when I, said, when I came in in September last year, like the first training session, everything was 100 miles an hour. Everything. So it was almost like wanting too much. And we asked uh, Tusi, our, uh, one, of, one of my uh, assistant coaches, is this always like this? Is, or is it because we just, no, you can expect this always. <laughs> it's always, oh, wow. Head of women's technical at the FA, Kay Cossington was involved in Serena's appointment as Lioness's manager and remembers meeting her for the first time. We sat next to each other one evening at dinner um, as two mentors and we just spoke the whole night and very quickly recognised and realised that we had a lot in common in terms of the two countries and what, what we were trying to achieve in women's football. She has the game at the heart of everything that she does. She's never afraid to make decisions and will always deliver de- decisions in, in the right and proper way. She's very clear. She's very, very methodical. Um, and believes and trusts in what we're all trying to achieve in the women's game. Serena Wiegmann is known for being ruthless and not shying away from tough decisions. Before a ball was kicked, she did just that. Steph Houghton, the Lioness's captain since 2014, wasn't chosen for the final squad. A new leader was required. Serena's choice was Arsenal defender Leah Williamson. I spoke to Steph when, when it was first announced and I know I have her full support, which means a lot to me and... Obviously, the respect I have for her and, and the job that she's done over all these years is, you know, it's, it's incredible. And uh, the legacy that she's left behind is one that deserves all the recognition it gets. So I think it's um, we've sort of set our piece on it and it's just it's just been normal. You know, I'll stand by that. I don't think anything's changed around the team. It's not like I've changed. So, yeah, we're just just as we as we always have been, which has been really nice. There was enormous pressure on Leah's shoulders, having to captain the Lionesses for the first time in a major tournament. But many felt she had what it took to be the leader that England desperately needed. Here's broadcaster Jackie Oatley and Leah's former Arsenal teammate, Kelly Smith. We always knew that she was a fantastic talent. Just her, she had a, a head that was just above her shoulders. Um, she was just really grounded and very intelligent player. And she's a player that I really like. She just seems to be so well respected. And the fact that she's arguably first name on the team sheet, certainly one of them when fit, made it an easy decision in that regard for the manager. So England would kickstart the tournament against Austria at Old Trafford in front of over 68,000 people. Jill Scott recalls the incredible atmosphere as the team walked out of the tunnel. I think walking out at Old Trafford, that was pretty special. I remember turning to the girls and saying, imagine being the men and walking out of this crowd two, three times a week. It must be an absolute fantastic feeling. So, yeah, I have said before that I wasn't starting the game, so I felt like I got to take in the occasion a little bit more. So game one of the tournament and England got their campaign off to a winning start. 
as Beth Mead's strike proved the difference. She leaves it over the top of the goalkeeper. It's goal. off the top of the crossbar. Has it gone in? It has yes. crossed the line. And England celebrate their first goal of the European Championship 2022. Beth Mead will be credited with the goal. England got the job done and they won 1-0. They could have scored more, but were criticised for lacking a clinical edge. Despite the victory, it wasn't the performance many had expected or hoped for. Beth Mead, however, had her goal account up and running and she was thrilled to score the winner. Hard to put into words, but I'm not going to lie, I'm just happy it went over the line. You know, it was a very close one, so I'm happy when they went ref wave to say it was a goal. And then, yeah, again, we still had a little bit of weight when we got back. So, yeah, I'm just happy it went in the back in there and it gives us a little bit of, um, you know time to settle in the game when we got that goal. So England would travel from Manchester down to Brighton for their second game of the tournament, taking on Norway, ranked 11th in the world. Many felt this would be a tough test for the Lionesses and it was actually quite the opposite and what would be a sensational record-breaking night. Georgia Stanway waits once again to take this penalty kick away to our right-hand side. She steps up, she hits it right-footed, high into the net, and what a penalty that is! It's 2-0 England! Listen to that roar! White's rubbed on his foot here, she's in on goal, she's scored now! Driving the ball low and hard, beyond the goalkeeper, after robbing it five yards out. Across by Hemp into the centre, Henner, goal! Beth Mead, brilliant! 4-0 4-0 England. Moving up towards the edge of the penalty on the right side. Skip past one chance, then past the second. Down the middle of the goal with a left-footed strike. It's a second goal for Bethany. It's five for England. It's Kirby. It's the back post of White. Sends it in. It's six. I was going to draw comparisons. It would almost be like England men beating Portugal 6-0 at half-time. You know, to put things into perspective. And that's how good Norway are. They're not an easy team. The Lionesses were 6-0 up at half-time and went on to score another two goals in the second half as Beth Meads completed her hat-trick and Alessio Russo got on the score sheet in the second half as the Lionesses ran rampant against a stunned Norway. England make a statement at Euro 2022 and Serena Wiegmann receives a full vote of confidence. There are no doubts about this leader. England came into the European Championships unbeaten. Now their job is to prove they are unbeatable. It was that night in Brighton when FA Director of Women's Professional Game Kelly Simmons first believed the Lionesses could bring football home this summer. The style of the football that we played. And I just felt that, um, you know, anything can happen in tournament football and you need a bit of luck and all of those cliches that everybody rolls out. But I just felt that we had so many goals in us that we could get ourselves out of trouble because every time we went forward, we looked like we would score. Yeah, I think it was, if I'm honest, I think it was Norway where I thought, wow, we're a contender. So the Lionesses were oozing confidence and had one final group game up against well-known opposition. But could their manager being struck down with illness possibly derail their campaign? I just want to be sure because I don't want to be around players. I'm not ever going to forgive myself if I'm going to be around players. And... I now think, hmm, I'll just wait for half a day. So it was very clear that I got positive. You're listening to History Makers, the 2022 Lionesses on TalkSport. Shabana Hearn and welcome to a special programme here on TalkSport. History Makers, the 2022 Lionesses. A celebration of the Lionesses who brought football home. The Lionesses were thriving, confidence was high and belief was growing in the team and its chance of being successful this summer. But ahead of their final group game versus Northern Ireland, Serena Wiegmann was unwell and tested positive for COVID-19. She explains how the staff had prepared for this possibility. So I got a little anxious the night before. I thought, hmm, I feel different. That's strange. But I had been in the bubble, so that was strange too. Uh, but then in the morning I thought, hmm, I... I got a little cough. I didn't feel really ill, but I felt different. So I thought, well, I don't, I don't, I just want to be sure because I don't want to be around players. I'm not ever going to forgive myself if I'm going to be around players. And I now think, hmm, I'll just wait for half a day. So it was very clear that I got positive. And well, we practiced that when one of the staff members had to to leave or had to not be part of it, how we could solve it. And 
that's that's that has been worked for a whole year. So the Lionesses would be without their manager on the touchline for their final group game against Northern Ireland. From the seaside to the south coast, England would look to add their ever-increasing goal tally. And they did just that. Comes back to Kirby, who shoots, what a goal! Oh, what a hit from Frank Kirby! 20 yards out, on the half volley, bullets the ball beyond Burns. Licked on by Williamson, comes back to Mead, who brings it down, then shoots towards the far corner. Oh, it's a wonderful finish from Beth Mead. The tournament's top scorer strikes again. Manages to get it into Russo. Lovely Cruyff Church is one-on-one with the goalkeeper. That's a beauty. Thunders it beyond the goalkeeper. A lovely turn on the edge of the box. A beautiful finish from Alicia Russo. England wrapped up an incredibly impressive group stage campaign with a 5-0 victory, with Alessia Russo and Beth Mead once again getting on the score sheet. This was a team that was growing closer on and off the pitch. Here's Lioness's defender, Rachel Daly. I think this group is special um, on and off the pitch. The talent that you see on the pitch, at any given time, any single player could step into any role on that pitch and I know they'd be absolutely fantastic. But yeah, just if you could see in our change rooms after the game and before the game, you'd see how together we are. The Lionesses would need to stick together if they were to overcome their toughest test yet as they would face pre-tournament favourites Spain in the quarter-final. England midfielder Kira Walsh had high praise for her manager in managing to keep a happy atmosphere in the camp. The massive thing with Serena is I think um, she's very honest and that's something that you can all appreciate. Everybody knows where they stand with her. And yeah, she's just like a, a real nice coach to be around. She's always happy and positive and I think that definitely makes a difference when you're playing on the pitch because you have a lot of confidence and you do a lot of things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily try otherwise. And As you can see in the last games we've played, that's been paying off for our attacking players. Serena sat down with her players ahead of the tournament and helped them understand that they all had a role to play, on the pitch or off it. We plan things like IDPs, uh, individual development, we talk about players, but it's, yes, what you say, communication is key and communication gives clarity. So what sometimes, really in competition, it's not clear who's playing, who's not playing, but when for example, right before the tournament, before we start, it should be clear for everyone what your role is at that moment because your role can change the day after when someone gets a red card or someone gets injured or is not available for a reason. Um, so that's where you need clarity and you need a little bit of context, give the context why we make the choices. And what we always talk about is, one, we're trying to help in development. So if someone improves, that's really good, really proud of it. But then you compare it with your the one who you're competing with for the position and then you might not be better or we think you're not better at that moment so we don't choose you but still we're happy with the way you develop so england would stay on the south coast and head to brighton to face spain in the quarterfinal the lionesses hadn't conceded a goal or lost a game in the tournament so far but spain wouldn't be a walkover they were without their star striker and Ballon d'Or winner, though, Alexa Pateas, due to injury, which gave the Lionesses some added hope. But that hope was crushed in the 54th minute. Ball on the right side. Lovely little touch by Del Castilla into the penalty area. Gonzalez with the shot, past the goalkeeper and in. And England are behind for the first time at Euro 2022. A lovely move by Spain. The substitute, Del Castilla, making an impact. And England are behind after a goal from Esther Gonzalez. Esther Gonzalez had put La Roja ahead. England left shell-shocked. This wasn't in the script. For the Lionesses, it was simple. They had to score. The Amex Stadium became a cauldron of shattered dreams as each minute ticked by. The silence was deafening. Tension filled the air. And then, the 84th minute... A moment to savour. Russo, who nods it down. Yeah! Chance for Elton. And England score. Seven minutes before the end of the game. England are level. The weather may have cooled from being hotter than the sun. But these England girls just want to have fun. And they are not done. England had equalised late on. Elatoon had given the country hope. Extra time beckoned. A winner had to be crowned. And then the 96th minute. Cue delirium. They're coming forward with Stanway. Space on the right. But Stanway shot. Oh, yes! What a strike from Georgia Stanway. From the edge of the area, she blasts England into the lead. They've come from behind. To score a brilliant goal. Georgia Stanway had done the unthinkable. England had shown grit and a never-say-die attitude. They had beaten Spain 2-1. 
They were heading to the semi-finals. Here's commentator Lucy Ward and former Lioness Leanne Sanderson. Georgia Stanway, she scores screamers. She would rather shoot from where she shot last night than get in the box. That's what she does. And you could see I was going, go on then, go on then. Technically, she's unbelievable. Serena Beekman, you could see she sent out all the subs. She was changing her mind during the game and I loved that about her. Even though I wasn't loving her when she took off Frank Kirby and Beth Mead, but I love that she makes in-game decisions that affect the game. The Lionesses were back on the road up north to Bramall Lane in Sheffield as they prepared a date with Sweden in the semi-finals. Tuesday the 26th of July. Remember, a warm summer evening. The air filled with a sense of hope and faith. A date with destiny at Wembley Stadium awaited the winner. England would take their chance. Back to me, edge of the area. Turns right for drives the ball into the net, and England lead. Bronze back in from the missed opportunity, straight into Mead, who swivelled, smashed, and England are in front. Cross comes in from Mead, up towards Bronze, who heads it back across the face of goal, and it sneaks in. Lucy Bronze scores a second goal for England. The Lionesses have doubled their lead and the road to Wembley starts to appear in front of them. They hadn't started well, but England were 2-0 up through Beth Mead and Lucy Bronze. The Lionesses were on their way and then, in the blink of an eye, a moment of magic which sent the country into a state of euphoria. Kirby into the box, pulls it through. Russo, save, brilliant save by Linda. Back here! Oh, what on earth has just happened a back hill from Russo instinctive innovative wonderful deadly England are going to the final it was effortless audacious and rich in quality a goal which stunned the stands and the fans across the country here's Lucy Ward and Liverpool and England midfielder Jordan Henderson amazing finish to be I was gutted that you missed the first chance a good save from the keeper because the build-up was really good but then to finish it off with the back heel was was incredible, yeah. My hands went to my head. I dropped my microphone at one point. I just couldn't believe it. But I just think that she got so much power from it. I couldn't believe it, honestly. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was just shaking my head. England scored a four through Fran Kirby to make it 4-0. They were emphatic. They were outstanding. And the Lionesses had cruised to victory. England's fearless Lionesses are going to Wembley to contest the European Championship Final. A European Championship Final awaited Serena Wiegmann and her Lionesses. Their first major tournament final appearance in 13 years. She praised our team for being fearless. We didn't start well no. in that game, so they could have scored straight away. Yeah. But after that, well, you know, Beth with her goal, really good. And then, then we went, so we found a way again. And then we started playing really well and it really came to us. But the, you could tell the freedom that we played and the confidence and belief and the joy. The team was just having fun taking action. So there was no fear of failure. Alessia Russo was making a name for herself as she continued to step up when relied upon. She was a phenomenal weapon that could be used from the substitutes bench and with her four goals in the tournament so far showed so much importance. Her Lionesses teammate Ellen White was impressed with her form. I can't speak more highly of her. You know, her talent is just absolutely ridiculous. She can head a ball, her control uh, in and around the box. Obviously, she scores goals with her feet or her back heel as against Sweden, obviously. And I was really proud of her in, in the Euros of you know, the way that she, she came on and was just free. So England would face Germany in the final after they beat France 2-1. The Lionesses were on a 19-game unbeaten streak and many felt it was their trophy to lose now. Lionesses all-time appearance holder Farah Williams believes a Wembley final is a dream come true. You know, under Savina, I think they're a, they're a different group of players. They have a different confidence about them. I certainly think... The energy that they're playing with helps with the energy that the crowd are giving. I think it's took that to a new level. So Wembley was calling a date with destiny to come. England would face Germany in the Euros final to win the nation's first major football trophy in 56 years. It was unbelievable. I think the first moment when we were walking out at Wembley just before the anthems was just like a bit surreal. To see it packed out like that. We played at Wembley before, but it wasn't sold out. You're listening to History Makers, the 2022 Lionesses on Talk Sport. Country roads, all my memories gather round.
I'll hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. My name's Shabana Hearn and welcome to a special programme reflecting on an incredible year for the Lionesses. So Germany stood between England and a first major football trophy in 56 years and the pressure was beginning to rise ahead of the clash at Wembley. Former Lioness Ennio Luco felt whatever the result, it would be a proud day for the players. Just to see England get to the final, you know, I was lucky enough to be in the final in 2009 where we, we got spanked really by, uh, <laughs> by Germany 6-2 um, and we were kind of just happy to be there in 2009 but now this England team is just, they've just completely done amazing in um, so far in, in this tournament and now it's it's you know it's a biggie on, on Sunday against Germany. Despite the squad lacking experience in games with such magnitude, England's Rachel Daly felt the team was well prepared and ready for the challenge. It's something that not many of us have ever experienced. However experienced we all are, you know, from 150 caps to one cap, finals aren't really in our history. But you know, we were here, we we're putting this tournament to make a change to that. And, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted that we can have the opportunity and it's, it's an opportunity that we will all relish. Sunday, the 31st of July, 2022. Wembley Stadium, the venue. But around the country, fan parks were bristling with supporters ready to watch on the big screens. Wembley Way was a sea of red and white, ready to cheer the Lionesses home. In the stadium, as the players were set to walk out of the tunnel, Alessio Russo recalls the incredible atmosphere. It was unbelievable. I think the first moment when we were walking out at Wembley just before the anthems was just like a bit surreal. To see it packed out like that. We played at Wembley before, but it wasn't sold out. So yeah, to see it sold out and and hear the crowd like the the when we scored, especially the second goal. I was I was actually on the floor because I got studded. So I was down and I didn't see it go in and I just heard the crowd like erupt yeah. and I was like wow, it just was that gave me goosebumps. Before a ball had even been kicked, there was drama. Germany's lethal striker, Alexander Pop, seen as the danger England would have to handle, was injured in the warm-up, just moments before kick-off. She was the joint top scorer for the tournament heading into the final. Her Euros dream was over. A hammer blow to the Germans, but a boost for the Lionesses, as Jill Scott explains. She's been a great player for, for so many years and she's missed out on so many European championships because of injury. So we said, you never want to see that happen to a fellow athlete. You, you really don't. And the girls went up to her and the, at the end and were genuinely disappointed for her. But I think in the changing rooms before the game, as an experienced player, when you find out their biggest player's missing, and um, we've done a lot of prep work on her because you know what she's like in the box. I know Millie and Leah had spoke a lot about her strengths, but there wasn't a lot of talk about it. 
it. And I think that's down to Serena again. She just come in. She just said, by the way, Pop's injured. So this player's playing. This is our strengths. This is our weaknesses. And that was it, mm. done. Referee Caterina Monzio blew her whistle and the game was underway. The time for talking was over. It was played at a fast and ferocious pace with strong tackles coming in left, right and centre as the Lionesses expected it would be. Here's Beth Mead and Alessio Russo. It was an England-Germany game, KG, a lot of fight, quality from both teams, um, a lot of great determination. I think some people were getting really tired out there but because of what we were putting into the game and what we put into this tournament and... Yeah, what a game for people to come and watch and we came on top, which is even better. A lot of yellow cards actually throughout the game. I think that's England-Germany for you though, really. We played them a few times before and it's always like a tough battle. Serena Wiegmann had shown throughout the tournament her ability to make substitutions and for the players to deliver when it really mattered. And in the 62nd minute, after only being on the pitch for seven minutes, 22-year-old Ella Toon would make her mark. Long ball forward, looking for two. And Toon is in behind here as she's running through the middle of the pitch. She's one on one with a goalkeeper. She scored it over and scored a wonderful European Championship final goal at Wembley for England and has just etched her name in the Hall of Fame. England lead by a goal to nil at Wembley. Unbelievable ball from Kira. She's always saying, girls, I need you to run in behind and we know she's capable of that. Seeing her get the ball, running behind. And I seen the goalkeeper coming out, so I knew I had to chip it over her and before it went in the back of the net, I'd already started celebrating and then went in the back of the net and the whole stadium erupted and honestly, best feeling in my life. England were ahead in their European Championship final. A monumental day in English football. But could the Lionesses see the job through? It became nervy, tense and Germany could sense it. They only needed one chance and when that ball fell to Lena McGill, they hit back. It's on to Vassmer, low cross, McGill, it's 1-1. You can never write off Germany. It was 1-1. Germany had equalised and they now had momentum. England had to hang on and when the full-time whistle blew, extra time was on the way. It couldn't be. Not again. Not the heartache and despair that English fans know all so often. Beth Meads recalls the team talk they received from Serena Wiegmann before they went back out onto the pitch. We believe in what we're doing. We believe in what Serena's doing. And yes, they scored. Uh, credit to them, but uh, we weren't worried. We knew enough quality in this team to win the game and that's what we did. As extra time commenced, England knew this was their chance. The players knew that they could potentially become heroes. Chloe Kelly was brought on for Beth Mead in the 63rd minute, a decision which was questioned by many. Chloe tells us what Serena Wiegman had said to her before she came on. Defend well and when going forward, just be bright. And that's what I tried to do. Yeah, I just enjoyed every moment of being out there at Wembley, embrace it all. And yeah, you live for these moments as a little girl. So that little girl today enjoyed every moment of that so in the 110th minute 10 minutes left until a penalty shootout would decide the winner of the European Championships an England corner an opportunity taken by Lauren Hemp it's Lauren Hemp's delivery into the box it's a deep one Millie Bright rises so does Bronze it falls to Kelly inside the box and she pokes it home off the goalkeeper and in she runs away in celebration an England lead in extra time in the European Championship final. Chloe Kelly ran, her top swung above her head, knowing she'd just cemented herself in history. A moment as quick as a flash, she would now be part of English football folklore. Here's how she described that goal. No, absolutely, take your shot off and enjoy every moment. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is what dreams are made of. And honestly, it's not just about that goal, it's about every minute. In this tournament, every every bit of hard work the girls are putting in the pre-camps and every bit, bit of work everyone's put in the background to get us here today, it doesn't go unnoticed and the fans today were unbelievable. The minutes ticked down, the whistles and jeers for the final whistle grew louder and then pandemonium. Russo yeah! runs over the halfway line and they have done it. England, the European champions, for the first time in their history... The lioness fairy tale has its perfect ending and let that magic soak your spine. Serena Wiegmann roars. Her side have just smashed through the glass ceiling to be the first England senior team to win a major trophy since the men's team won the World Cup in 66. 
It had taken 56 years, but England could finally rejoice. Over the past 25 days, the Lionesses had brought the country together and as the players slumped to their knees, heads in their hands, unable to truly take it all in, they had achieved greatness. Here's their captain, Leah Williamson. I just broke down, I broke down, I fell to my knees, Millie come straight over and I just like these these journeys, I just, I'm so passionate about Football is so big and everybody loves it so much, but it's not the be all and end all. It's just something, you know, Serena said, we don't need to win today. We want to win today. We really, really want to win today. And that's how I felt at the end. I I wanted to do this so badly. And what we've done, I just... It just feels like, what do I do now? Apart from have a drink. Just over 87,000 fans were at Wembley, meaning it had had the highest attendance of any European Championship final, men's or women's. Winning a major tournament at home was a dream fulfilled, according to Lionesses Frank Kirby and Jill Scott. It's, you know, something, you know, like I said, that I've dreamed about since I was younger, is winning a trophy with England and coming so close previously, it was it was been tough um, but yeah I mean to finally do it now and to have a gold medal it's incredible. This gold medal is for everybody who's ever been involved in women's football who believed in it when it wasn't at this level who give it the chance give it the respect and hopefully now we've, we've earned that respect. The celebrations would continue long after the match and into the coming days but after the game during Serena Wiegmann's post-match press conference the Lionesses interrupted to sing a rendition of It's Coming Home. And heart and motivation as well. <laughs> Serena Wiegmann had made history as she became the first manager to win a European Championship back-to-back with two different nations. She admits her life changed that day. It did change. Well, first of all, my my management is really busy. (laughs) So I get lots of lots of requests in England and in the Netherlands. But of course, I have a very busy job. So I don't have lots of time to do different things. Um, Of course, I'm being approached a lot especially around games and um, uh, pe- what people talk to me. It's, it's really nice hearing them. They're really proud and very appreciative and they thank me for bringing, <laughs> for bringing it home. First of all, first I, I answered, well, well, this is the team. But then we started conversations. Ooh, I can't have all these conversations all the time because I'm, I have to move on. So I just say, well, really, thank you. So, so they're proud and really appreciate it. And that's, that is very nice. So England had achieved the unthinkable. All of those years of hearts, all the hard work and suffering culminated in a day where Leah Williamson could lift the trophy aloft and the Lionesses had made history. The celebrations continued as the Lionesses basked in victory, attending a Trafalgar Square victory parade the day after the game where they were greeted by thousands of supporters. Here's Lionesses Chloe Kelly and Jill Scott. So special, so special to share this moment with such an amazing bunch of girls. I'm proud to wear this badge, but I'm even more proud to share the pitch with such an unbelievable group of players and an unbelievable set of staff. It's just been absolutely fantastic, I think, just to be part of this team. And I got asked like in an interview, which which players are you looking out for in the tournament? And I'm like, I train with the best players in the world every single day, and it's so tough. Um, trying to keep up with them especially when I think some of them are half my age now so yeah just an incredible group and I'm just so honoured to play any little part in this team When Captain Leah Williamson was past the microphone on stage she immediately paid tribute to their manager Serena Wiegmann who had finally given English football the success it had craved for years This is the missing ingredient that England was looking for Special person, she puts us all first as human beings and allows us to be who we are and you've seen us enjoy this tournament for what it's been. It's clear the Lionesses felt lucky to have Serena Wiegmann as their manager, but when on the stage at Trafalgar Square, Serena was just as complimentary about her players. Well, first of all, they're very, very good football players. They're very, very good people. Yes. Um, The willingness, the commitment, the resilience, um, the behaviour towards each other, the support has been so incredible and most of all, the willingness to want to win so badly. The Euros was also a personal triumph for Beth Mead. 
She was voted player of the tournament and also received the golden boots after scoring six goals and getting five assists. She received the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Award for her achievements this year. The first female footballer to ever receive the award. Her teammate Ellen White is incredibly proud of the footballing journey she's been on. It was a really challenging time for her to obviously not be selected in the Olympics but like you say she used that fire in her belly and she used that as fuel for her. She's got an incredible mentality uh, and a belief and she's just incredibly talented as well which helps. So yeah there's so many roller coasters and ups and downs in football and she's really used this one as a, a great stepping stone for her to to continue her development and continue to get better and better so um, yeah I'm really proud of her. This tournament would be the end of the road for both Ellen White and her teammate Jill Scott's playing careers as they both announced their retirement. The two special players who gave so much in an England shirt who would be sorely missed. Here's Mary Earps and Lauren Hemp. I wasn't expecting it personally. What a player. What what she's achieved in the game is unbelievable. And obviously I feel like goalkeepers and goal scorers have a lot of respect for one another because mm. I know how um, hard it is to have that that pressure of like goalkeepers just have to save the ball nobody cares how but yeah I've got a lot of respect for Ellen and I, I can't wait to catch up with her and find out what she's going on to next and, and I wish her all the very best very very special player on the pitch like they're fantastic players and, and proper leaders and I think off it they were exactly the same as well like for me I was like really close with Jill like it's weird because obviously she's I mean I don't want to be horrible a lot older than me <laughs> um, uh, so yeah I was like one of if not the youngest sort of outfield players in the squad and she was like oldest um but yeah we have such a good friendship um and like you wouldn't be able to tell that difference um that she's sort of been in it for so long and I've always, I'm sort of at the start of my journey um but yeah it, it it was great to have them there as well because I think you needed that experience as well as the more like less experienced players like me. Ellen White recalls her phone call with Serena Wiegmann when announcing her retirement and what she had to say to her at the time. I actually rung her up when I was saying that I was retiring and just said like, I think I wish I was a little bit younger so then we could still work together and I could still, you know, be a part of the team and, and still experience kind of her management style and and her as a person, really. Yeah, she's just a really lovely person. Members of the Lionesses squad have found themselves having to cope with a new demand, fame. From walking to the shops and being asked for photos, to Jill Scott becoming the new queen of the I'm a Celebrity jungle. A huge amount of attention has been cast on the Lionesses, as Leah Williamson, Lauren Hemp and Mary Earps explain. Not able to keep our heads down, kind of being... People double take when they walk past and stuff like that, which is, it's nice. Everybody wants to offer their congratulations and that's lovely uh, when you're meeting people sort of organically, I suppose. Um, and these like little kids and stuff that obviously have watched the game or people that say, oh, I've never watched football before, but I really tuned in. And so it's nice, nice to engage with them. I've not really got my head around it all yet. I think like I was in the airport and people asking for pictures in the airport and stuff, which is just, it's really nice. And I've loved actually meeting so many people who've, had such a great experience this summer and hearing about their stories and their mm. journeys or you know their daughters and sons watching the game or, or or whatever but it's been amazing but it's never something I've ever experienced before well I think one big thing is also sort of as players we do get recognized quite a lot and that has sort of grown a lot since the summer and so it's important for us to sort of be role models I think for me like I still look up to people like Jill Scott Ellen White and like I have done for so many years and to sort of now be known as like a role model you've got little kids walking about with hemp on the back of their shirt Kelly on the back of the shirt like it it's great to see that the lionesses also want to use their platform to impact societal change in this country all 23 squad members signed a letter which was sent to the government as they look to clear the path for the next generation of superstars the lionesses point out that only 63% of girls can play football in school PE lessons and urge the government to ensure Sure, this percentage increases. Here's Leah Williamson, Nikita Paris, and Ellen White on why this issue is so important. We battle on a daily basis for better conditions for us as professional footballers, and we want to take the game to the next level. And we've started to really, I know the FA have got plans in place to diversify the game and also to get more people involved at the bottom in terms of producing world class players for England national teams. But actually, what we've seen over the summer and how we brought people together and the people that come and watch the football, the fans, like the reason that we play, that's the whole reason the game exists. And we want to give back to 
those little girls and we want to make sure that they have the equal opportunity as the boys to choose if they want to be involved or not. Not every little girl is going to want to be involved in football, neither is every little boy. But the fact they have the option to choose and it's not taken out of their hands is really important to us. And we just felt like we had a, there's a time here where we've done something amazing. Our platforms are as big as they can be at this moment in time. And it was, it was a good a good moment to throw that in there and and something that we talk about all the time but how are we actually going to make our legacy last we want women's football to grow on a global stage because you know when you think about the men's you think of champions league the world cups there's big moments in 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 the football games and that's what we want in the women's game we want it to be more televised more viewers and ultimately more people in stadiums i feel really proud to have been obviously a part of the lionesses that have created that letter to the government to so hopefully, you know, that want and need and that cry for change for young people to have the opportunity and the equality and the inclusivity to be able to, to play sport in local schools or, or around their communities. I think that's really important. Growing up, many members of the winning Lionesses squad struggled with access to playing football. Defender Lucy Bronze was one of them. I didn't have access to football at school when I was younger. Uh, lucky I had my mum there at school who went and clobbered a few people and said you better better let Lucy play football otherwise I'm going to kick right off. We think it's important that they have access to the sport at school, that they have access to football and sport is a big part of our lives and, and we know it changed our lives as individuals so it's great that we could potentially have that chance to do that for thousands, millions of girls around the country. Manchester United and England teammates Mary Earps and Ella Toon now want to use the success of this summer to inspire the next generation of girls who want to play. We've done well in the summer, but we want to see this consistently. We want to keep you know, pushing the game forward as much as we possibly can. And for me, I see this as just the start and long may it continue. I think there's plenty more improvement and development of the game to go. Um, and that's only going to be enhanced by the more people, brands, businesses interacting with the game, the more investment that's put pushed um, into the game, the more people attending the games, all these things speak volumes. Mm. Um, and you look at the numbers of people who are watching on the telly as well, and, and it all starts to paint such an incredible picture of not just oh, women's football's all right, isn't it? It's actually, no, people have been caring and loving this game for a long time and we're now finally actually seeing that because we're being given a platform to show you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is up to us and, and hopefully we can continue to do you proud. It means everything. And we can't ever forget the people who've worn this shirt before us and everyone who's put us in this place that we're in right now and, and we've carried on inspiring the next generation. That's what we set out to do and... Yeah, I'm jealous of all those little girls coming through now and, and what, what they're going to have. And oh, honestly, just it's unbelievable. And we're so, so proud um, that we've been able to do this. With women's football being in the spotlight over the summer, it's now of significant importance to continue the support and the growth of the game. Here's Millie Bright and the FA's director of the women's professional game, Kelly Simmons. It's massive. And, you know, if we want to continue going in this direction and we want women's football to, to be as big as it is now, and if not bigger, then, you know, we have to keep getting the crowds in WSL and other leagues and, it can't just be a one-off thing. Um, so the fans have been absolutely incredible, but we urge you to keep coming to WSL, keep applying the pressure, keep pushing us as players. Um, and yeah, let's make it the biggest it's ever been. Inspiring a nation, really showing sort of female empowerment at, at its best, but it's also attracting huge audiences. So, um, you know, it's an absolute win-win, I think, for brands because it's doing something really significant for society and women and girls in society. But it's also attracting some of the biggest audiences and attendances in sport. It's no surprise that the Lionesses' success had filtered through to the Women's Super League as it's been a season so far of record attendances. Compared to last season, the WSL has also seen a 200% increase in attendances. Here's Lauren Hemp, Serena Wiegmann and Chelsea's women's manager, Emma Hayes. We're probably 50 to 75 years behind the men's game. So we got, we need the investment to be able to catch up. And if you think that there's been great returns in the last 12 months, just think where the women's game will be in the next five to 10 years. Obviously since the summer and like what an incredible summer it was and like you've seen the viewing sort of stats and stuff like that and how much, how many people were actually watching. And I think for us, when you're sort of in a bubble, you don't necessarily realise that at the time, but now you sort of see how much it has grown. You've also seen in Women's Super League, you know, this, the crowds, um, 
while playing in the bigger stadiums like 40,000 people, 45,000 people, 30,000 people coming to watch the games. So it has had such an impact and gave such a boost on so many different levels. And, and that's something to be really, really proud of. So on the pitch, with the 2023 World Cup in Australia and New Zealand now the focus, can the Lionesses become world champions as well? The success of the summer has left the Lionesses craving the ecstasy of victory once more. With all eyes set on the future. Obviously the, the Euros was crazy and it's just all happened. That's my first ma- major trophy and I'm already wanting to go yeah. again and, and get more because like as a, as a footballer it's great but you get over things quite quickly because there's always something else coming up. The fact that we had a dream this year to win, we got within touching distance of it and then we got ourselves over the line. I think that's a lot of confidence, isn't it, really, to see go and see what we can do again. But again, it's a, a World Cup where we've never been to the final. So it's not that there is no pressure, but we can't put pressure on ourselves as something that we've never done before. It's just something that we'll we'll aim for and we'll, we'll get as far as we can. We'll do what we did this year, take every day as it comes. Like we've always said, obviously, we set out to want to win the tournament and we didn't really speak about that throughout. We just spoke about game by game and that was us keeping our mentality on the opponent in front of us. But for us, our journey is just beginning. This is our foundation now and we build on this and, yeah, we want to keep lifting silverware, but we know that we have to keep improving and yes we are the best in Europe but as always we always want to improve and yeah I think everyone's eager to get back at it ready for next year. It's been a historical summer filled with goals, glory and the odd rendition of Sweet Caroline sung along the way but over 25 days in July the Lioness has inspired a generation and have changed the face of women's football forever. The work continues on and off the pitch. Fresh ambitions, new targets. But the 2022 Lionesses showed that England can be proud of its football team. Three Lions was released back in 1996. It's coming home, continually sang on the terraces, waiting for glory to finally come. Well, on the 31st of July 2022, it did. Football finally came home. Like you just wake up every day and something, at least one thing every day will remind me of the fact that we were champions. I can't say I've come down from the wave yet. It was a historical moment and we waited a very long time for that moment, so I'll ride it as long as possible. England had won a major tournament in my lifetime. It's such a special thing. I definitely cried. I definitely didn't let go of Leanne Sanderson. I think I even kissed Sam Matterface. The final whistle actually shed a tear live on air because it just means so much. You know, I've been there previously in 2009. We lost to Germany 6-2. I can't believe we actually finally did it. So great that people are so proud of us. What this team did was so incredible and so much more than playing good football. This gold medal is for everybody who's ever been involved in women's football, who believed in it when it wasn't at this level, who give it the chance, give it the respect and hopefully now we've we've earned that respect. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. It's coming. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.